You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio. Alongside my wife, Pam. Good to be here. Each and every week, we spend some time talking about whatever's going on in your marriage to help make it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Or some weeks, we talk about what may not be going on in your marriage. Mm-hmm. And we want to try to help make that even better. There's that too, yes. Because across the board, uh, marriage isn't always just roses and butterflies and rainbows. No. There's struggles that come along with yeah. it. And what we want to do here at Sex Marriage Radio is frame conversations to help you address the different things that keep coming up mm-hmm. so that you can head forward in the way that you want it to go, hopefully, and yeah. experience more that marriage can be. Because we believe that married sex is sacred and blessed, and we want it to be all that it can be in your marriage. Mm-hmm. And the way we can know what's going on for you and how we can what questions to answer or topics to cover the best is you can let us know at 214-702-9565. Call and leave us a voicemail or feedback at sexymergeradio.com, the email inbox that has been there all eight and a half years plus of this show. Right. Where it is constantly getting hit with people that have thoughts and questions mm-hmm. and even praises. Yeah. We love hearing how this show impacts you. And the other way you can let people know how this show impacts you is you can jump on iTunes or Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, whatever it is you use to listen to uh, our show each and every week. And rate and review, leave a comment, help us spread the word that married sex can just be hot. Kind of like the war- the weather here in Texas. <laughs> All summer long, baby. <laughs> well, this is from last week. This came in as an email from last week's show. Okay. When we uh, did a little bit of a deep dive mm-hmm. in the what happens when there's a big difference between desire levels. Yeah. And there was a lady that in one of the emails that made a comment about how she was feeling kind of guilty that uh, her desire was non-existent and she felt guilty because her husband had to carry all the weight. Mm-hmm. And so someone from the SMR nation uh, emailed in and just said, I'm 54 and went through menopause and had to find a doctor who would check testosterone levels. My gynecologist wouldn't. So I found one who did the hormone pellets. My testosterone was at zero. So I now get testosterone pellet placed in my hip in the office. It's super easy and it's made a world of difference. I mean, this lady needs to decide how much she wants to work at it because mindset is huge too. I didn't want to give up time of close or closeness and intimacy also, but the pellets are a benefit and I hope this helps. Yeah, I've got a girlfriend that does the same thing. So there are resources available and sometimes some docs aren't up to it. And that's where Mm -hmm. I think there's a benefit of get second opinions and then make your decision Mm -hmm. because one philosophy isn't always the only way. And no one's more educated about your own body than you are. That is true. And so get a lot of information, talk with your spouse, and then move forward with what you think that would help you the most. Well, coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio is a conversation I had with Sheila Ray Gregoire, Mm -hmm. where she's joining me on the air again. It is fun (laughs) to say, and she's fun to talk to. Uh, She's got a new book that just came out that's The 31 Days to Great Sex. Okay. And she is a prolific blogger that To Love, Honor, and Vacuum is her blog. 
and okay. she's Good been name. she's been blogging for years there, and has written extensively about marriage and sex. And so this is a book that's coming out just that's very uh, practical, step by step, some different things that you can start to apply to your relationship to just create better to great sex. Wonderful. And so in the regular version of our conversation, we're just talking about some of the dynamics of how this book came to be, mm-hmm. and then what are some of the different components of it that really mm-hmm. do help. Yeah. And then on the extended version of today's show, which is deeper, longer, and there's no ads, she and I go into a deeper conversation about um, how this topic of sex and sexuality, in her view, I, I always wanted to pick her brain, of how is the church not approaching this well? How's Christianity not approaching this well? And how could we be doing it better? So anytime I get Christian authors on, that's one of the questions I want to know Yeah. on, on what's their view. Yeah. Because and, it is something that a lot of times religion has stayed away from or guilted. Right. And we don't want that to keep happening. Right. And so I like that you're giving solutions, right? Because we don't want to just Talk about why oh, no, it's what's not just, negative. It's, it's hey, not just let's bash, get solutions. Let's not just bash the church, right? Um, because there's still so many great things about right. about Christianity and spirituality and the church. But I'm always curious about what is it that makes it um, such a struggle for people that are raised in this belief structure, and yeah. then how do we overcome that? Yeah. So all that's coming up on today's show. Well, on today's episode of Sexy Marriage Radio, I'm excited to welcome back uh, Sheila Ray Gregoire, who was she, she's been on here before, uh, and that is fantastic to have a guest back on the air with me, talking um, just about because we have a similar bent in, in a lot of ways. <laughs> yes, that, you know, raised a, a, a Christian lens, um, a history <laughs> with <laughs> with the church and. All the stuff that goes on, uh, when it, and especially when it comes to the sex world, and then, mm-hmm. but yet, people's trying to really light a fire on that lens of, you know what, sex is a great sacred, sacred blessed thing. Let's mm-hmm. have more of it, right? And so yeah, yeah. And if God created something to be this awesome, why are we settling for like mediocre? So t- totally mm-hmm. couldn't have said it better. So <laughs> Sheila, let's let's dive right in because you've got a new book. 31 Days to Great Sex. Yes, um, it's awesome. I, I can't I wait. Need, I need to say something about the title, though, before we even get started. Let's go. Okay, 31 Days to Great Sex. It's not 31 Days of Great Sex. Good clarification. <laughs> okay. And here's the reason. I'm not saying you can't have sex every day, and lots of people tell me they do, but I think when people hear 31 Days to Great Sex, they, they think of like this 31-day challenge where you have to do it every day. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. And no, what this is instead is it's saying, look, people, God made sex to be great. And maybe we need to figure out why it's not. And so we're just going to go through all the little pieces. It's like step by step, building blocks and sex. A lot of sex is outside the bedroom. So, you know, let's work on our friendship. Let's ramp up the flirting. Let's okay. deal with our baggage. And then, yeah, let's spice things up. Okay. Well, and that's because that's funny that you had that clarification right at the very beginning because the 31 days to great sex rather than 31 days of great sex, where my mind goes is because I have the, the experience too of the consecutive days 
Um, the times we've tried that, it just becomes a chore. And if we've kind of recognized, no, that's not, that's not our bent. And not that it's bad at all, because I know couples that do it as well. But I hear 31 days to great sex and wonder, okay, 31 days spread out however, how long? I mean, how long of a process are we talking about? <laughs> that mm-hmm. if it's actually 31 moments of great sex, that do I get to spread that out <laughs> over five years, a year? What, what are we talking about here? <laughs> yeah, you know, and and I tell couples, some people do do it in 31 day period. You know, you pick a month with 31 days. August is a great one with 31 days. Yep. You know, October and with Halloween, that's kind of kinky. I don't know. <laughs> well, you can spice it up with little costumes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, but a lot of people take, you know, more than 31 days. Sure. And sometimes it's good. There's a couple of challenges where I keep telling people, go back and redo day six. We do day six a whole bunch of times. Okay. And, uh, you know, because sometimes, yeah, we just need to figure out what works. And I think a lot of people have given up hope, you know? Yeah, I, I kind of get the sense that a lot of people, they've it's, it's become such a gulf or an issue that you're getting into this, why bother? Why try and, yeah. and either settle or just throw your hands up? And I was there. Like, seriously, okay. that is that is totally me because I like to tell people that, We've been married for 28 years now and happily married for about 24 yeah. <laughs> because yeah. the first four years were so rough. And a lot of that was because of sex. Okay. So, you know, my husband wanted it all the time. Um, it was quite miserable for me. It hurt for a long time. And we had to work on trying to figure that one out. Um, it, it, I felt like he only wanted me for what I could do for him. And he didn't really just love me. And yeah. he, felt like, well, of course I love you. That's why I want you. And so we just were talking past each other. Right. For years. Right. And, you know, so, so for, for us, we had to rediscover what libido means to both of us and how neither of us is broken just because we're different. Doesn't mean one of us is broken. So let's go there because one of the things I keep coming across is, is going to be a similar issue of libido is a different meaning for the different people. And, yeah, and you can have this thought process, and this is where I love the the concept of the higher desire, lower desire, that mm-hmm. it, and even a no desire, but a responsive desire. It even those kinds of nuances change and hopefully help people move beyond. It's not broken; it's just right. a, it's just a reality. So, what do you see? Yeah, well, I, I think part of the problem is that our culture tells us that there's only one kind of correct libido. And so if we don't live up to that, we think we're broken. So any TV show, any movie, anything you watch, right? The plot when it comes to sex is always the same. Right. You know, like the couple is together and they're panting. And so they kiss and the clothes come off and they end up in bed. And no matter what you watch, it's the exact same thing, right? Like yeah. they pant, they kiss, clothes, bed. And so that's what we think of as libido, right? You okay. pant, kiss, clothes off, bed. And for some of us, we have that libido, pant, kiss, close bed. But for a lot of us, we're at home and we're waiting to pant <laughs> and nothing's happening. And so we think we have no libido and our spouse thinks we have no libido. Right. But what happens is that for many people, it doesn't look pant, kiss, close bed. It looks like close bed, kiss, pant. Okay. <laughs> you know? Okay. You know, you take off your clothes, you brush your teeth, because that's part of foreplay too, right? Like you get into your PJs, you get into bed, you're just chatting, you start to kiss. And then once you've started to kiss, 
then arousal kicks in, then desire kicks in. Hopefully. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> right. Yeah, hopefully. Right. But, but there's nothing wrong with that. And so whether your pant kiss closed bed or whether your, you know, closed bed kiss pants or <laughs> whatever you might look like, it doesn't mean that one of you is broken. And, and so a lower drive or a more responsive desire spouse might think that their spouse is like an animal or is kind of pathetic because they want it all the time right. and they're not interested in what's what's real about our relationship. But the higher drive spouse might think that their spouse just isn't sexual. Right. And, and so then they don't take the time to figure out what makes that person feel sexual. Okay. Because if they don't, if their libido doesn't kick in right away, they think that, well, then you don't really want me. Like if I have to work at this, if I have to give you a massage first, right. if I have to talk to you first, then you don't really want sex. Right. It's too much. It's too much effort. I don't have the time or the energy to put it in because that diminishes right. the meaning and the pleasure and all the right. all that because it can it's be. All, it's all just supposed to be spontaneous and happy. Right. And so what happens is you get this dynamic over a couple of years where the higher drive spouse, which is often him, but not always, like in, in about 20 to 25% of cases, she's the one with the higher drive, as I know you know. But anyway, so, you know, he starts to think that she's just not sexual. And then she starts to believe that she's not sexual. Right. And so they just get in this terrible place where sex becomes a duty for her that she starts to resent. And he resents it because it's a duty. And then ironically, he can even start initiating more because he's so desperate to feel like she actually wants it. Right. <laughs> so every time they have sex and she's not excited about it, it makes him doubt himself. So he needs to initiate even more. And it just creates this terrible, terrible, terrible tension. That's, that, yeah, that's a very dark vortex. Yeah, <laughs> that can happen. So here's here's what comes to my mind when you're talking about this, Sheila, is what do you what do you come across and and write towards and and advise, I guess you could say, for the dynamic of the higher desires trying to then uh, inquire about what makes my wife feel sexual if we go stereotypical mm -hmm. right the, on, on the majority percentage. But the response from the wife is, I don't know. Because, exactly. she do, because she doesn't do the effort to try to find that. And I also put some of it in, some of it is she doesn't know, because I think your kind are much more fluid. And yeah. what worked one time won't even remotely come close the next time. Whereas my kind, I got a little more of a path that I kind of know yeah. <laughs> will work. Yeah, no, exactly. Like one night he can do something to her, which has her in raptures. Yep. And then three nights later, he's doing exactly the same thing, like move for move, exactly the same. And she is lying there and you know, she's thinking, really, Will you get it over with because I want to get to sleep. Right. right. And this is the thing for, for, for a lot of women and people with more responsive drives. It's not about what their partner is doing. It's about what you yourself are thinking. Yes. And when your brain is not engaged, your body doesn't follow. Right. It's where you are in the whole process. It's not just your spouse. Right. And, and that's really difficult. And so, you know, in 31 Days to Great Sex, what I try to do is in that very first week, I try to give some really quick wins. Okay. <laughs> so that, you know, so that you can understand, okay, let, let's go through what it is that we believe about sex and get rid of some of the, the misperceptions. But then let's understand that 
her body actually can respond, right. you know, right. <laughs> and, and let's deal with some of the body image issues and, and, and let's see how his body, like she can actually be powerful and she can get some sexual confidence here. So right. let's deal with these quick wins quickly so that we get rid of the idea that one person's not sexual. Right. And then let's look at how to live that out in yeah. all the different ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which I hear that. I love that philosophy because you're talking about um, building some momentum, you know, challenging some of the misbeliefs, misinformation, whatever it might be, the different self-talk that can yeah. go on. But then this is the struggle that I, I also hear happens. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm hoping um, let's unpack a little bit more here with with what we've got on the time this morning today that. Um, so you, you get a taste of what could be, mm-hmm. which then typically ramps up the higher desire of why would you not want that all the time? You know, it's like, right. I'm finally mm-hmm. tasting it, which this is where I think the power on both sides has to come into play, that it's yeah. not about a dynamic of, well, of course she should want it all the time. And it's also, maybe you need to learn to control and channel and enhance the other aspects as mm-hmm. well beyond just yeah. that one part. The summer season is here. And so is the heat in Texas, but maybe your summer body has been slow to arrive. Well, our sponsor today, Beachbody On Demand, can help you get professional training from the comfort of your own home. You get instant access to over 1,300 workouts that you can stream anytime, any way, and you can maintain a consistent routine at home on your own schedule. Pam and I have been working out together for the past six weeks. That's right. Working out with a lift for, uh, together has been great. I've never used a, a weight workout before, but I really love this one. And I, Me too. This is my second time through Lift 4, and it's led by Joel Freeman, and we're both getting a chance to see the results. Beachbody On, On Demand is the company behind P90X, Insanity, and the 21-Day Fix. Now you can check out some of Beachbody's newest programs like the Morning Meltdown 100 and the 80-Day Obsession to start every day strong. Hundreds of effective workouts for all fitness levels, ranging from bodybuilding to weight training to cardio to yoga, even dance workouts. Workouts can be as short as 10 minutes. Some don't even require extra equipment. So in the time it takes you to drive to the park and park at the gym, you've finished the workout. This is one of the best deals in fitness. Listeners of Sexy Marriage Radio can try it absolutely free. So right now, SMR listens, listeners can get a special free trial membership. That's hard to say for whatever reason. <laughs> right now, listeners can get a free trial membership when you text SMR to 303030. As we finish Lift 4 and we yeah. move on to the next workout, whatever yeah. one that might be that we choose, we want to challenge the SMR listeners to start a program with us. Join the platform. And then email us and let us know what you're going to do. And let's all get in shape together this summer. And as a special offer, our listeners get a special free trial membership when you text SMR to 303030. You get full access to the entire platform for free. The workouts and the nutrition information and the support, absolutely free. Again, that's SMR to 303030. We can't wait to see your results as well. Yeah, yeah. And that's why the next week after that is actually you know, how to build that emotional connection. So let's work on flirting, right? Let's work on affection, (laughs) you know, let's work on, on, on just talking again, but yeah. And, and really just ramp up the fun in your relationship because, and that's huge. Yeah. You gotta be able to laugh. If you can't laugh, it's really hard to want to do much else. Well, (laughs) I put it together. If you can't laugh, you can't flirt because sometimes flirting, I suck. 
at it. <laughs> and if I can't laugh at the swing and a miss on like, ooh, that was really bad. You know, <laughs> I need to laugh yeah. and blame you. I'll, 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 well, Sheila was one that mentioned that and it, it just didn't yeah. work, you know. Yeah. And, and I also, I know that a lot of guys try to flirt and then it just fails miserably. Right. Because you have to be able to, to gauge your wife. Like, um, you know, flirting should not start with, wow, like, I, I love, like, like grabbing her boob as she's washing the dishes or something, you know? Or <laughs> that's not flirting, some, that's groping. Exactly. Right. But, you know, or, or even making really, really sexual innuendos. If that comes out of nowhere, right. that actually can turn her off. Okay. And that's what a lot of guys don't always realize. And so I've got some some flirting, some great flirting tips in there for guys. But how we want to start, you know, with just helping her feel you're noticed, you're loved, I care about you. Yeah. And then that can warm her up. And then you can, once she's yeah. given you the go-to, then you can start doing the more sexual stuff. But you don't want to jump to that too early. <laughs> no, I, I totally get it. I mean, this is the stuff that I work with with the men and the mastermind groups. We work on the concept of blurting which is mm-hmm. if it's a thought, you say it, but there is tact and art in learning how to really make them land well, right? right. So, it's, so it's being a good student of each other. Because again, mm-hmm. I also tell me if you, if you believe this as well, which I think I know where you would land on this, but I also believe the lower desire needs to flirt as well. They need to learn to be a student as well. It's not just the one side of this carries all of it. Yeah. And I think that part of the reason that flirting stops is that the lower desire spouse has the idea that if I give them the impression that this might go somewhere, they're going to expect it. And I don't want to put a down payment on something I might not want to buy later. Right. So to speak, you know, so you better not kiss. You better not flirt. You better not do anything because I don't know what I'm going to feel like in five hours when we go to bed. Sure. And so they stop. And the problem with that is that for so many women, Flirting is what opens the door to your own libido. So when we cut flirting out, we actually destroy our own libido. Okay. So how can you welcome that back in? You know, and just encouraging women to see like flirting can just be a way of bringing that tension level down too in the marriage, feeling closer, you know, it, just feeling like, yeah, I am connected to my husband, right, right. laugh more. And then that can actually fuel desire. So so many people have cut flirting out, they've cut kissing out, you know, kissing is only seen as foreplay, it's not seen as anything else. And so, you know, let's bring some of that back too. Right. And that's, that's all then foundational, like what you mentioned, that you're building it on the fun, that how are you bringing the fun back to your life, Mm -hmm. into your relationship? Because, I mean, this is one of my professors in my doc program that made the comment of, man, why in the world do we take life so seriously? None of us are getting out of it alive anyway, yeah. right? So have some fun with what with what you're doing and with what life is. And that's then you're talking about a closer springboard to yeah. examining your own experience and the interaction and the interplay and the dynamic and the power in there. Yeah. Yeah. And then once we bring that tension level down, then we can start working on, okay, how do we actually make sex feel good? Because okay. for a lot of women, they don't, they don't yeah. know, you know, um, only we, we recently finished a survey of 20,000 Christian women and only 48% reliably reach orgasm through any main, means. So okay. that's a lot, you know, yeah, so that is. No wonder a lot of people don't want sex. Like, 
You know, how many guys would want sex a ton if, <laughs> if orgasm wasn't on the table, right? So, so and, and I think what happens too is that when we get married, we don't, we, we work so much on the sex piece and not enough on the arousal piece. Okay. And so we've worked a lot at how to have intercourse, but we haven't figured out how to actually make sure she's aroused yet. Right. And so let's figure out the arousal piece. Let's figure out the orgasm piece and, right. and it needs to be done step by step. Let, and, and, you know, so once she's relaxed, that's a lot easier to do. Right. So I'm guessing you're, you're then talking about, that's what you mentioned earlier, that this is where sex is out of the bedroom. Mm-hmm. This is the interplay, the interaction between us. Well, by the time we get to that week, we're really talking about, okay, <laughs> let's figure out what the clitoris is. Let's figure out what the G-spot is, like all that sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, you know, you don't want to launch into that. I think the problem is that often when we try to fix sex, we start with that and you really can't. Okay. <laughs> what we need to make sure of is that she feels comfortable in the relationship he feels like he can talk to her. They have talked about some of these libido things. And honestly, that's what people have told me about this book, about 31 Days to Great Sex, is the best part is that they're finally able to just talk about this stuff. Absolutely. That's huge. Yeah. And it's hard It's hard to bring up, you know, let's say you've got a woman, she's been married 11 years. Um, she knows she's supposed to want sex. She's had a couple <laughs> of orgasms, right. but never through intercourse. It right. just doesn't feel that great. Right. How does she talk to him about that? Like, how does she say you've been doing it wrong for 11 years? You know, because she doesn't want to say that. She well, want yeah, him to feel yeah, these are those questions we get at, at the show of how do I tell my husband this without hurting his feelings? Exactly. And yet when we think about it that way, it's like, well, you can't deny yourself pleasure the whole time, too. Like your right. pleasure is more important than his ego as well. And but but how do we have those conversations in a safe way? And that's what this book is for. It's not about a shifting blame. It's yeah. just about, okay, here's where we're at now. How can we get even better? <laughs> so and, yeah. and that's I love that framework just because this is the idea of um I think everybody can, if you think about it, and this maybe sounds weird to those of the people that are in the SMR nation that truly are struggling and feel like they're in a brick wall because of sexlessness mm-hmm. or real mm-hmm. infrequent. Um, and just lackluster, monotonous sex, that how do you see it as, wait, that's still a dynamic. While it's not what you necessarily want, it's what you Mm -hmm. have. So how do you make that better? And I love that framework because that's almost, that's across the board to everybody that what you could be experiencing, you know what, it could be better. And there's ways and things you can do. Yep. And even if it doesn't, even if it doesn't get perfect, like if we start moving in the right direction, if we're, if we're able to develop the skills that we can talk about this stuff, then the nice thing is you're going to keep growing together. Sure. And that's what we're trying to do is just get you on that right road, you know, and, and figure out how to talk about things, figure out how to share, you know, I've always wanted to try this. Like, how do you spice things up? How do you talk to your spouse about, well, I kind of do want to see what this feels like. Right. You know, can we try a new position or how do we, how do we bring up those conversations? So yeah, that could be fun too. (laughs) Well, but that's then to me, that is bringing the whole dynamic of your sex life out of just the act. That's Mm -hmm. making it an undercurrent and just a part of the relationship that there is conversation that takes place that, yeah, that's it's foreplay, but that foreplay might be three days ahead of when you actually get a chance to try it out because you're just kind of mentally feeling it out 
and then emotionally exactly. and then physically. And that's the, yeah. that's the beauty of the sex, sexual dynamic to me in marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And just giving couples a, 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 an understanding that sex isn't a pass fail thing. Cause I think we often see <laughs> right. it as a fail thing. Right. And sometimes we're judging it in terms of frequency. Like, you know, we pass if we have sex every, at least every 72 hours, um, you know, or we pass if she has an orgasm or we pass if we try a new position or if we get all kinky or something and we fail if we don't. But we need to come out of that and see sex instead as just a way to grow your relationship, right. to experience the fullness of, of fun and love and laughter and all of that. Uh, because when we get into this pass fail mindset, that's when we get seeing sex as such a negative thing. Right. And if those, it's that, if that's the self-talk that we're giving ourselves, that you are somehow broken, that you haven't done this right yet, that you've been married 10 years and, and it's still terrible, then how are you supposed to grow? So instead, like, let's just see it as this is a journey we're on together. We're going to figure this out. It's going to be fun. Make it the best research project we've ever done. Yeah. But it's not a pass fail thing. (laughs) No, absolutely not. I I love that framework right there, Sheila. So tell people how they can find you and more importantly, the book. I'll also put this information in the show notes. Yeah. Well, 31 days to great sex, uh, launches July, 2020. So it's, it's just a wonderful challenge. Every night you read three to four pages together and then you just do the challenge. So super easy. You don't have to sit down and read 300 pages all at once or anything (laughs) like that. Lots of fun. Um, and you can get it Amazon anywhere and check out the blog to love, honor, and vacuum for every couple that wants marriage to be less of a to-do list and more of a passionate adventure. So that's me to love, honor and vacuum.com. And I blog almost every day about sex. So it's super fun. Absolutely. I cannot recommend Sheila's work more than, than that just by saying it, because everything you write uh, is so pointed and, and helpful. And I love it because you are changing people's lives and, and their relationships just by being willing to tread into areas that just need to be treaded in, right? yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. which uh, quick little tease. That's where we're heading in the extended content here in just a minute is to talk some about how the church and this whole topic. Yeah. Not a great track record all the time, but let's talk about why and, and what we can do better instead. All right. So Sheila, thanks so much for the time thus far. Thank you. Well, I have to say Sheila is fun to talk to. Yeah, absolutely. And passionate about what she does mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's, it is so great when you get into somebody's wheelhouse on, you can just tell what they write about, what they get a chance to speak about, what they teach about. Uh, it just means so much to them right? because the impact it can have and the results that uh, they've seen in their own life and in their readers or audience. Just makes you want to hear more when someone's that passionate about it. Absolutely. It does. So, Sheila, thanks so much for, for uh, the time. I mean, I love mm-hmm. it when, she, when we get different guests on and um, they just give their, their take. Yeah. Because we're all in this together in a lot of ways where we're all trying to help marriages just be the best they can be. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. We'll see you next time.